God bless you and welcome to Love Thy Neighbor um, podcast on Anchor Radio. Um, you may be listening to us on uh, Spotify or on Google uh, Cast, uh, Pocket Cast, wherever you're listening. I, I just pray that you're being blessed. I pray that you're being encouraged. I pray that you're being built up. Uh, today, we are going to dive into uh, what I call the fatal flaw. The fatal flaw, um, and it's crippling uh, the growth. It's crippling the effectiveness and the success of uh, believers today. And that fatal flaw is the perspective that we have of God's word as it relates to us and our view of God. And so today um, we're still talking about territories, platform and open doors, but in order to really receive uh, the benefit of this series, I've got to do this particular um, teaching in order to break free uh, from some very ungodly perspectives on the word of God and on God. So today we're going to deal with what I believe is the fatal flaw on love thy neighbor. Hey, God bless you. Welcome back to Love Thy Neighbor, Apostle Anthony Wilson. Ah, man, this week, I want to hit something really, really hard. So this podcast is going to be very short and to the point because I know that I am going to stir up a little controversy. And I want people to listen to this and then reach out to me with their questions, with their objections, with their issues, with what I am about to say. The fatal flaw, the fatal flaw. The fatal flaw is that we, especially here in America, have misunderstood the purpose of the Bible. And because we've misunderstood the purpose of the Bible, we misunderstand God. And we're angry at God at times for things that God never promised, that God never said. But because people have used the Bible improperly and twisted it and made it about us, we struggle with our relationship with God. Some people struggle to come to God because of how the Bible has been misused. I'm going to say a few things to you and I'm going to give you a few scriptures and I am going to look forward to your responses, your comments, your questions, your concerns. And so here it is. Number one, 
the Bible was not written to solve our earthly problems. The Bible was not written to solve our earthly problems. If the Bible was written to solve our earthly problems, then the Bible will be no more than a self-help book. If the Bible was written to fix my business, if the Bible was written to fix my marriage, if the Bible was written um, to fix um, the issues that I feel like I have in my life, to make my life better, then the Bible would be just a self-help book. But the Bible is not concerned with fixing your problems. The Bible is concerned with fixing the problem. And the problem is sin and how it separates mankind from God. The entire Bible is written for the purpose of helping us to relate to God in the right way. Here's the shock of the century. People have somehow been able to preach the Bible, teach the Bible, and read the Bible from a perspective that focuses the Bible on fixing my issues, making my life better instead of preparing me to live in eternity with God forever. That is the fatal flaw. And when you read the Bible, when you read verses in the Bible, looking for how it benefits or solves or helps me to become a better person, to live a better life, then you've missed the entire point of the Bible and you've set yourself up to be deceived by false teachers who are going to use what you want, what you desire, what you hope for in this life to manipulate you and to lead you astray. Are you ready for this? Second Timothy chapter three, verse 16 and 17 says this, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and profitable for, listen to this, doctrine for reproof for correction for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be complete thoroughly equipped for every good work now this verse has been totally missed totally missed all scripture is given by inspiration of God or God breathed and is profitable for fixing my marriage. No, that's not what it says. Profitable for giving me a strategy to launch my business. No, it doesn't say that. Profitable for helping me 
to overcome the issues that make me difficult to get along with. No, it didn't say any of that. It says profitable for number one, doctrine. Doctrine is the teachings or set of teachings that governs and guides our belief in God and what we believe about God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, eternity, sin. And so the doctrine is what teaches us how to relate to God, what God's purpose and plan is for mankind. It is a set of teachings. Next, it says for reproof. Reproof is another word for rebuke. Okay? God's word is supposed to expose our issues, not fix them. Because at the end of the day, without your issues, you don't realize the impact and the effect of sin on your life. And to just read the Bible in order to fix the issues in your life, what you're doing is you're just using the Bible as another uh, source of self-help. The Bible should cause a crisis that only Christ can fix. It should cause an issue that leaves you feeling like, what shall I do? The Bible says for husbands to love your wives as Christ loved the church. Every man should feel bankrupt in that. They should feel like God Help me to love her the way you love me and give me a revelation of why that's even important. And what you'll find out is that it's something bigger than just you being a better man. Wives, submit to your husband. That is purposely to cause you to have to fall down on your knees and ask God for help because in myself, Paul said, in me dwells no good thing. Romans chapter 7, verse 14 and 15. He says, I have found that in me, in myself, in this flesh, there's no good thing. That scripture is supposed to bring us to a place of need for God, not bring us to a place where we can use scripture to just fix things. We can use prayers to fix things. We can use preaching to fix things. We, we, we call on prophets to give us prophecy to fix things. Instead of it calling us into a relationship with God. He says reproof. He says correction. I mean, none of these things sound like what we use the Bible for. How many people go to the Bible to be corrected? God, my thinking is wrong. Correct me with scripture. Now, there's some people that are going to say, yes, I do that. Amen. I thank God for you. But when you go to the scripture to be corrected, are you being corrected from the perspective of eternity or being corrected from the perspective of there's something that you don't like in your life that, and it's not working right? Because if your correction that you're receiving is just to fix something that is not working right in your life, then you miss the point. 
because this correction is supposed to correct your eternal perspective. This life is going to end, but you're going to be in eternity forever. And so the Bible cannot be focused on just fixing this life. And if we are reading it that way, then everything we read, everything that we hear, we're going to miss the real meaning of it. He says, for instruction in righteousness, this means to be instructed in the right way to relate to God, to believe about God, to think about God. The Bible is God's interaction with mankind. As a matter of fact, the Bible wasn't even written to us. The Bible says that the Bible was written for us so that we can learn from what has happened in the past, how God wants things to be, how God relates to humanity. And that's Romans chapter 15 and verse 4. But let me show you something. 2 Timothy chapter 4. Timothy is told, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Number one, we see that this charge is being made in light of eternity, not in light of the present time. He's saying, I need you I want to charge you because one day Jesus is going to judge the world, the living and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom. That people need to be made right for that purpose, not made right for the purposes of right now, this world. It's bigger than this world. Verse two, he says, preach the word, be ready in season. And out of season, convince. You don't have to convince people um, that they can live a better life. You're saying, well, no, some people you have to convince. No, it's very easy to go to somebody and say, you know what? You give your life to Christ today. God will fix your marriage. I don't think that's going to be too hard to convince. And so what he's talking about has to be more difficult than that. Because what he's asking them to do is convince people to lay their life down for Christ because Christ laid his life down for him, for them. He says rebuke. That doesn't sound fun either. That doesn't sound like most sermons that you hear today. How many sermons do you hear today um, are rebuking you? Exhorting you. He says exhort which means to convince you to obey the word of God and that you do it with all long suffering and teaching. Um, you don't need long suffering when everything you say is what people want to hear. So obviously what God is calling people to hear is going to be contrary to what they want. You know why I say that? Because of verse three, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. We learned about doctrine in verse 16 of chapter uh, 3, right? 
They will not endorse sound doctrine. This means doctrine that is based upon a right understanding of scripture. But according to their own desires, watch this, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables, made up things, made up stories, things that make them feel good, things that are cool with their already present reality. He says that they are going to get people who are going to speak to their desires. Watch this. This is key. If the word of God agrees with your already with the desire that you already have then either God gave you the desire or somehow somebody manipulated the passage to fit your desire most of the things that you find in the Bible are going to be contradictory to what you want to do people have made it seem like You can read the Bible and just find this wonderful purpose that's going to end in this beautiful business, this beautiful marriage, this beautiful uh, ministry, all these things. And there's not going to be anything that tests you or tries you or causes you to deny yourself in order to accomplish it. But he says that they'll turn aside the fables. He says, but verse five, but you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions. Wait a minute. That's not fixing the problem. Lord, if he's going to preach your word, he shouldn't have to be afflicted. He should be celebrated. He should be uh, living good if he's preaching the word of God. Listen to me, y'all. The reason why we're not fulfilling our purpose, the reason why we're not as effective as we could be or should be is because of this fatal flaw. We are reading the Bible as a self-help book. We are reading the Bible to just fix our earthly problems. We're not reading the Bible to know God, to understand what we believe, to give us guidance and hope towards the future in his presence. We're trying to have our best life now. That's why as soon as life gets hard, as soon as you don't get healed, as, as, as soon as you pray, as soon as you go through the difficulties of this world, you feel like God is forsaking you. And that's because we have been reading the Bible with the idea that it's supposed to fix our earthly problems when really it's supposed to solve our eternal problem and that's sin and separation from God. Please reach out to me. Call me, text me, message me. Share this with somebody. If we don't get this fixed, then everything we read is going to lead us to a place eventually of discouragement because as soon as things get too difficult we're going to wonder where is God as soon as things don't work out the way that we thought they should by reading the word of God 
we're going to say this does this Christianity thing doesn't work. It didn't fix my problem. But it did. It fixes the one great problem that we have. That we are separated from God. And that we are destined to destruction. Father, I pray for the listeners this week. And I know this is not as upbeat as I would like it to be. But you placed on my heart that we need to understand that the Bible is our guideline to relationship with God, to faith in Christ, to understanding the leading of the Holy Spirit, not to fix our problems, not to solve our situations, but to give us an eternal perspective about this world and the things in it so that we can then live with the purpose in mind that you had us, that you created us for. God, I pray for believers to grab a hold of this so they can be as effective as you called them to be, so that we can be as successful as you called us to be, so we can take the territories, we can proclaim your message from the platforms, and that we can walk through the doors that you're opening to preach your gospel, your true message, your true word. Not this self-help stuff, not this fix my problem stuff, but save my soul. And so God, I pray right now to build your people up, open their eyes, wake them up to the reality that you're not trying to fix this world. You're trying to save people from this world. God, I bless you and I praise you in Jesus name. Amen. Please message me. Please, if you're listening, message me because this is important that we break uh, free of this fatal flaw that happens here in America, that we're reading the word just to fix our problems and our situations and we're not drawing any closer to God. God bless you. I'm waiting to hear from you. Message me as soon as you can. This is... Love thy neighbor. Remember to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself.